Welcome to the St. Mary AME Church Weekly Podcast. I'm the Reverend James T. Taylor. We are located at 600 South Salem Street in Apex, North Carolina. Currently, we are not worshiping in the building, but we are having a Zoom service beginning each Sunday at 10 a.m. That information, the meeting ID is 694-664-2392. And the passcode is lowercase, St. S-T-M-A-R-Y-A-M-E. We look forward for you to worshiping with us. Come and go with us now as we gain encouragement and insight from the Word of God. Our call to worship is as follows. Shout for joy for, to the Lord, all earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is God, it is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gate with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. That comes from Psalms 101 through 5. Now we'll have a song by our own New Dimension Choir.
We thank the New Dimension Choir for that selection and knowing that God is still on the throne. At this time, we ask that Reverend Cross will lead us to the throne of grace. Reverend Cross. Let us pray. Dear God, our Father, we thank you, O Lord, this morning for a brand new day. Amen. And a brand new time. We thank you, God, for last night's sleep summer and we thank you for your angels watching over us. We ask, oh Father, right now that you would please forgive us for all our sins and thought word and deed and move us forward now, oh God, in the love and the unity of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for blessing us with new leadership. We ask that you would put your arms of protection all around them, lead them and guide them in a way that they serve not just themselves, but your people, the United States of America. We pray, oh, Father God, for those that are less fortunate, that are sick, those that are in hospitals, those that are in rest homes, even those that are in jails and prisons all around their state and our city. We ask you to bless each and every one, oh God, and open up their eyes and their hearts that they would know that you are still on the throne. We ask you, Father God, to lead St. Mary Church in a brand new direction. Uplift us, oh, Father God. Give us, uh, give us hosannas and hallelujahs and all kinds of praise that we are still here in this trying time. And you brought us through the valley one more time. We ask for Father God to bless each and every family represented here this morning. Touch those that are families that are sick and down and lift them up with your love. We ask for God to spare us once again in the name of your son Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Cross. Uh, uh, we have announcements. Uh, the only one I can think of announcement is that we'd like to wish Sister Vivian a happy birthday. Hallelujah. God is good. And so we wish you many, many more birthdays. Uh, is, are there any other announcements that should take our attention at this time? Yes. I'd like to uh, ask for y'all to pray for my son. Had a birthday the second, my daughter had a birthday the third. Yes, you to keep them in your prayers. Amen. All right, it's good to be able to celebrate a birthday. So Amen. definitely we will uh, keep them in our prayers. And this, I, I know uh, this past week, the bishop sent out something in regards to uh, a lot of people were concerned about the state of affairs uh, in our country prior to uh, Biden, uh, I think his uh, webinar was on Thursday and it was basically saying that uh, be careful once Biden has uh, announced that he is our president-elect uh, from, from that point on until January the 21st, uh, there will be folk who you know, would right-wing folk that will possibly try to do things. So uh, always be careful and attuned to your surroundings uh, because, you know, the devil is busy, uh, but we must also be in tune to what's going on around us. And if it don't uh, look right, smell right, then leave <laughs> uh, because uh, let, let the... The Holy Spirit leads you and guide you. If it don't feel right, uh, vacate where you are because the Lord is still on the throne and he gives you insight. So I think that was the thing that the bishop wanted us to understand is that. Also, we now we'll move to our scripture. Keeping in mind that our scripture lesson will also be the foundational text in which the message will come from on today. We'll go to the book of Judges, the 6th chapter and the 11th verse. Judges, the 6th chapter and the 11th verse, and it reads like this. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Oprah that belonged to Joash the Abizite, where his son Gideon was thrashing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty man, mighty warrior. 
Therefore, that is the word of God for the people of God. So let us kind of chew on that and, and get our minds set for a truly a word from the Lord. And, and this time we're going to ask that uh, Sister Renee will lead us in our song uh, prior to the message this morning. Sister Renee, good morning again. Thank you, Sister Renee, for that inspiring word. And it comes right along. I just love how the Lord works things out. It goes right along with the message this morning. And the message is entitled, There's More in the Man Than in the Land. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock, my strength, and my redeemer. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. There's more in the man than in the land. I stopped by this morning with a simple message. <laughs> this message is that the Holy Spirit began working with me several weeks ago and has fired me up, especially today, in my own spirit. I, I pray that you will be encouraged and your spirit man will be lifted. That no matter what stage of life you're in, what hindrance lay in front of us, how much you lack in gifts and ability or knowledge, God desires to use you in an extraordinary way to expand his kingdom. 
Do you ever think to yourself that God is unable to use you? <laughs> Maybe you feel that you aren't very gifted or talented, uh, not really sure how you'll be able to fit into the ministry and the needs of the church. Maybe you feel you just is an ordinary person or maybe you feel less than an ordinary person and you never be able to be a significant part of the ministry of Jesus Christ. Well, I want to give you some encouragement this morning. I want you to know that this message is just for you. Today, we're going to begin by talking and looking at the Old Testament and a figure by the man's name of Gideon. Many of you probably are familiar with the, the man's name, Gideon. If, if you have ever stayed in a hotel or a motel and you open the drawer to the nightstand, there's always a Gideon Bible in the nightstand. But I, I want to go further than that. Prior to people placing Bibles in the hotels, there was a, a man named Gideon that God is going to use in an extraordinary way. We're going to see what we can learn from this, this narrative of Gideon that may prepare us to be used by God in a way and that we can understand. We need to understand that after Joshua led Israel to occupy the promised land, the people of Israel served the Lord throughout their lifetime. But after Joshua's generation died, Israel turned away from the Lord God. During this time, the nation of Israel was occasionally led by judges who was raised up by God to call the people together for common good and to bring them back to the proper worship of God. Typically, there was a cry from the people for justice, salvation from the enemy, and then God in his mercy would raise up a leader. Just before our scripture unfolds, the land had peace for 40 years. Then the people again started doing evil in God's sight. And in our text, we find that for the past seven years, God had allowed the people of Israel to be attacked and abused. They brought it on themselves because of their disobedience. They are living in the promised land, but fighting all the different neighbors because they failed to do what God told them to do in the beginning. They have even taken on religious practices that God had forbidden them to do. Throughout the era of the judges, we see a repeated cycle of God's blessing. We, we see that they have become spiritually complacent. They were involved in idolatry. They suffered at the hands of the enemies and, and they cried out for help and, and God's deliverance through someone he raised up. In this case, judges. Gideon is one of those people God raised up during this time to lead the children of Israel. Now, the time leading up to this specific event found in our text this morning concerning Gideon are, are the Israels have been, they have been sinning and having false gods and, and the Lord had let the Midianites do what they wanted to do to these people. And, and we see that this had gone on for seven years. And, 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 and you need to understand that there is more in the man than in the land. It reminded me that when I first uh, became a pastor at Union Bethel, the first thing that Elder Cobra told me, he said, there is more in the man than in the land. Don't look at what is around you. Look at what's in you. And I, I and I took Reverend Elder Cobra's word and, and 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 did what God called me to do. But I didn't see it. It is at this point we 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 first are introduced to the Gideon. We find him doing the work of a farmer. He's threshing wheat, which is a pretty normal stuff to do, except one thing. He was threshing wheat. In the wine press, <laughs> typically the Bible uses they uses oxen and and horses to thrash the wheat, but and they will put the wheat on a high hill so the wind can blow away the shaft. The, but the the thing though is that we see Gideon in a wine press. Typically, a wine press would be something that has four walls, and, and as you press the wine, the the juice will go into some kind of trough. So we see right now that Gideon was out of place in thrashing the wheat. 
But he was concerned that one, that the Midianites would come and take his wheat. He was concerned about his life. So he found himself in a, in a place that he shouldn't be, but he was there because he was afraid. But I'm here to tell you, though, that, that when God is in the business, he can turn things around. And, and so we see the, the scripture says that not only was he was in a, a, the wine press, uh, you know, but, it, but there was a tree now, and it was a large tree. It was, a, it was an oak tree. This is far from the ideal place to trash wheat. Gideon, as I said, was driven by fear. He was afraid. Have you ever been afraid? Have you ever been in a situation that you were trying to protect yourself, but you were in a different place in which you would ordinarily be? Maybe this morning that you find yourself in, in a wine press. Uh, maybe you're, you're trying to keep your job. Maybe you're afraid that you will not be able to, to provide for your family. Maybe you feel like nothing in your life is going right. But I'm here to tell you this morning, stop focusing on who you are and focus on the God that you serve. This introduction to Gideon is not exactly a picture of strength, power, or courage. It's hard to imagine that a man that is hiding out and avoiding his enemies would be called out by God. The angels appeared. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak tree. And, 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 and the angel began to talk to Gideon. He, and he told Gideon, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. And I'm sure Gideon was saying, I know you're not talking about me because I'm hiding out. How can I be a mighty man of valor when I'm hiding out, trying to keep myself safe from the folk that are trying to kill me? And some, some, But the whole thing is here. God does not look at who you are. He looks at the potential in you. You got to start looking at your potential and stop looking at what you can do through your own gifting. And, and, and see, we need to understand that either you're going to fight or you're going to run. Uh, but, but the whole thing that in the conversation that Gideon had with the angel, Gideon began to say, say to himself, how to, can God take care of us when, when we're going through all this stuff? Uh, you know, the problem is, is that we want to blame God for a lot of stuff that we find ourselves in. Um, but the, the thing is here is that the, the children of Israel brought this on themselves. But now they, that Gideon is trying to blame God <laughs> for that situation. If you remember back in, in, in Genesis, uh, when, 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 when Adam messed up, he told God, it's the woman you gave me. Oh, hallelujah. Anyhow, we try to blame God for some of the stuff that we go through and we need to take ownership of our own mess. Uh, but I'm so glad that God is a God that loves us enough uh, that he would even go through the situation with us. Uh, and, and see, uh, I do believe two things contribute to, to Gideon's reluctance. To, uh, one, he was hiding. Um, he was disappointed. Uh, and he was frustrated and he was fearful. He, he felt helpless. Uh, have you ever felt helpless? Have you ever felt hopeless? Uh, I know we're going through something now that for four, this past four years, uh, a lot of us felt hopeless. A lot of us felt helpless. But I am so glad that, that the God we serve, uh, he will allow some things to happen. But in the twinkling of an eye, he will turn this thing around. I'm so glad that all we have to do is hold on to God's unchanging hand. Uh, because it's not over until God says it's over. Gideon felt that he had nothing to offer. Or to help to improve things. I'm here to tell you that a lot of us, 
we felt that we didn't have anything to offer the United States. But I'm here to tell you that on November the 3rd, I'll preach it anyhow. On November the 3rd, a lot of young folk ended up at the polling place. They ended up doing absentee balloting. They ended up doing what they thought was necessary. They felt as though within themselves that they can do it all by themselves. But the word is saying, well, two or three are gathered in my name. I will be in the midst. I'm so glad that the word came out that, that all you got to do is do your part. And if you do your part and I do my part, God will make a change in the situation. And I'm so glad that on the other side of through, now we are able to give God even the more of the glory because it looked dark. It looked like we were never going to make it. But I thank God that he worked this thing out. And there are other folks thinking, how in the world did you do it? But I'm here to tell you that when the word comes forth, when the word comes forth and the people of God do what they're supposed to do, God will show up. And he will show out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will, he will show up. Uh, and, and, and we need to understand something uh, that the, the, the thing is this here uh, is that there were folk on the, on the sidelines uh, waiting uh, for you to get involved. Uh, oh, come on here now. See, the reason where we are today is because some of your folk uh, and you got involved. Uh, you, 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 you did not stand on the sidelines and say, it ain't gonna get no better. Uh, you didn't stand on the sidelines. All I'm going to do is pray. That's what I said this morning. Put your prayer up and then put your feet and hands to work. That's what God has called us to do. Prayer is good, but also when there goes prayer, there goes an action that you got to let folk know. I believe in what I'm doing. I believe that if I just do what I can do, that will be a change to come about. And the change has come about in this nation. That, 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 that the four years of disenfranch disenfranchisement, the four years of hatred toward other folk that didn't look like him. Oh, but I'm so glad that the battle is not over yet. We still got to keep on fighting. Just because we made it to the White House, you still got to keep on fighting. You got to sneak on praying. You got to keep on letting folk know that I'm here and I'm here and I'm going to be represented because you can count on me. And I'm so glad that some folk may go, they may call you crazy. They may somehow you stole the election, but I'm here to tell you, you don't have to steal nothing because it's already done. If God said it's going to do it, he's going to do it. And even if your view is limited, God still can use you. And the angels saw Gideon's potential. First of all, you need to see your own potential. This country has seen your potential in action on this past week. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, well, two or three get together, standing in line, working for a change. That upset the whole world, but a lot of folk have tried to oppress your vote. A lot of folk have told you that you couldn't vote. A lot of folk have tried to imitate you from voting, but I'm here to tell you that all you got to do is do your part because God has the, has given you potential and you got to see your potential. And the problem is that you may be experiencing problems right now. You may be sick. The, 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 Hooker man may be coming to repossess your car. Your friends let you down and, and you feel all by yourself. Uh, and, 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 and you name it and, and you already had it. Uh, your self-esteem was about as low as it gets. But then the angel has the nerve to tell you. The Lord is with you. <laughs> I said the Lord is with you. <laughs> Mighty man and woman of valor. Somebody may have said something similar to you that, that showed that they see the potential in you. And you said, no way. It can't be me. What is interesting here is that the angel of the Lord did not pay any attention to the hopelessness 
of the past problems. I'm so glad that God did not pay attention to the hopelessness of the past situation. And, and we had to wait a few days. But you know what? I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on God. Because when God get through, it all going to work out for its own good anyway. So we just got to wait sometime. The Bible say, wait, I say, on the Lord. When God recognizes your potential, sometimes it may take a while for us to catch up. <laughs> he tries, like some folks says, to bring us up to speed. And we were just like Gideon. <laughs> oh, I'm not a mighty woman or a man of valor. I'm not a mighty warrior. Oh, I could never do that. You got to be kidding me. I don't have any money. I don't have a good education. I'm sick. I'm depressed. And I don't have, I can't never do. But I'm here to tell you that God don't look at what you can't do. God is more interested in your potential. And you need to realize your potential. Don't talk yourself down. Talk yourself up. Just like Gideon. Every time we, we need, it's already in us. What you need, it's already in you. It's it, it, it just like, oh my God, it's just like self-rising flour. You don't have to put any yeast in it. It's already in it. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. It's already in it. You, you, in other words, people ain't got to put nothing in you. It's already in you. Because one, the spirit of the living God has taken up residence in you. And the word of God said, great is he that is in me, than he that is in the world. Stop looking on the outside for help. What you got is already in you. And it's just like with that oak tree. We know that an oak tree, they, they produce acorns. And, and, and the acorn has a little seed in it. And when that acorn and the, and the acorn opens up and the seed hit the ground and the and, and, and nature takes its way and is fertilized and is watered, then it grows up to be a, a magnificent tree. A lot of times it takes small things. It don't happen overnight. Small things. And, and as we mature in Christ, and as we get where God has called us to do, it may take a little time, but I'm so glad that God has it all in control. I'm so glad that, that you know, that when we see that God sees our potential, uh, when we see, and you tell yourself, you, I don't have the greatest prayer life. I, I, don't, I don't act like I should act sometime. I, I, I don't read my Bible enough. I, I don't even have a devotional service. Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't even want to wait. Sometime, but in all honesty, you already have everything God has given you to fulfill your plan for your life. My brothers and my sisters, I'm here to tell you, it's more in the man and in the woman than in the land. Stop looking at the land and start beginning to look in what's in you, what God has imparted in you. And the most important thing that he has imparted in you is his spirit. It's more in you than you will ever realize. And the devil do not want you to tap into your potential. The enemy wants you to tap in to what you Fail to think that you have. But I'm so glad that God says, tap into the potential. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's just like uh, uh, David, uh, uh, he was a little shepherd boy, the, the youngest among his brothers, uh, yet he was later known as a man who killed bears and lions, uh, and even he was a, a giant slayer. Uh, even Rehab, uh, uh, she, she was a harlot, uh, but God used her uh, to hide the two spies. Uh, Moses, who was hid in a basket to escape death from the Pharaoh, uh, 
but he was later, he came to be a leader of the Israelites and led the folk out of Egypt. Even Jephthah, the son of a harlot, knew, didn't even know his mama, I mean, he knew his daddy, but, but his own brother sought to kill him, but yet in the end, those who cast him out sought him and he later led the children to Israel to victory. It's more in the man than in the land. I stopped by to tell you this morning, uh, it's in you. God has equipped you to succeed. It's in you. Uh, whatever God has placed in your spirit, man, uh, it's in you. Uh, whatever God has told you, it's in you. Uh, if you want a promotion on your job, it's in you. Uh, if you want to finish your education, it's in you. If you want to be someone else that God want to use, it's in you. You got to let somebody know that God has placed potential in me and it's in me and I don't care what it looks like we need to stop looking at the circumstances of life and begin to tap into who God said you are I am who I am says the Lord and I take what God has called me to be and I take it seriously stop looking at what you can't do and look at what God said you are you have been made a little lower than angels. God has taken the time to put his spirit in you. And I know when I was young and, and, and you see people shouting in church and, and you know, the, the spirit got all over them. Uh, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that that, that that is not correct. The spirit is in you. It show it just happened to show out. But see, the problem is that uh, a lot of us church folk, uh, uh, we we put our church clothes on and we put our hallelujah on. And then when we leave church, we take it off. But I'm so glad uh, that you can't lay down this this man named Jesus. Uh, he walks with you. He talks with you. And everywhere you go, uh, he's with you. So wherever you are, he's in you. That's why there are times when you can hold your peace. <laughs> knowing that God is going to fight your battle. That's why sometimes you can walk away and say, that's all right. Um, great is he that's in me. Uh, and, and vengeance is mine, says the Lord, uh, and he will repay. You, you ain't got to repay folk for what they do to you. God is going to take care of that. But see, all you got to do is say, God, I'm tapping into the potential. I'm not all that I, I want to be, but I'm more than I was on yesterday. And that's that potential. And you need to let folk know that there's something about you that no man, no woman can kill. It's the potential. And I'm here to tell you that there is, if you want to know what the where, where the richest stuff is on, on this planet, it's in the graveyard. <laughs> A lot of people died and not reaching their potential. Let me say that again. <laughs> the, 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 the most valuable place is in the graveyard. People died and never tapped into their potential. <laughs> oh, hallelujah, anyhow. So you got to let somebody know that I'm not going to die and let my potential go wasted. <laughs> Because God put something in me. I can reach out to other folk that somebody else can't touch. It's not only the preacher's job to bring people to Jesus. It's also all of our jobs. Because when you know who God is. And when you know the potential. And the, the value God has placed in you. And the word of God said, heaven and earth shall pass away before one jot of his word will, be, will fail to become into manifestation. God has said, you are good. And if you look at Genesis, every time God made something, he said, it's good. <laughs> I'm so glad. Every time God did something, he said, it's good. And I'm so glad that, 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 that God has also said that we are good. And I'm so glad that when you tap into your potential and you realize there's more in you 
that in the land. Stop looking for other stuff. Tap into your potential. That, that's, what, that's what has happened in Christendom today. Is that folk are able to tap into their potential through the true and living God. Do not let anyone tell you that you have no worth. Do not let anyone tell you that just because you don't have an education that God can use you. The, some of the best preachers I ever heard preach didn't have an education. But they had the man named Jesus on the inside. And, and, and they were able to open up the word of God and make it real to the listener. Because I know some preachers that can't preach their way out of a paper bag. They, they, they got all the paper on the wall but they don't have the Jesus in the heart. Ah, you, you, you get it inside and, and stop talking about I don't have. You have everything you need because God has already placed it in you. It's already in you. All you got to do is tap into it. You can have a brand new car, but if you don't put gas in it, and you sit there in the driveway talking about, I got a new car. But you never put no gas in it. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. It's pretty. And a lot of us saints are pretty. Oh, yeah, you're pretty. But do you have gas? Do you have that? You, you know, and one thing I've, I've learned that the new cars, they require high octane gas. <laughs> you start putting regular in and start clicking. I'm, I'm so glad that the God we serve has already told us that you need high octane. You need the Holy Ghost in you. You, you can't use regular no more. You got to have high octane that it burns fast and makes you go further. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that we are high octane Christians, that we are tapping into our potential. So the rest of this week, tell yourself, I have the potential. Everything I need, God has already equipped me with. Everything I need. And I'm running to my potential. And regardless of what other folk may say, Regardless uh, what other folks may do, you got to let folk know that I'm running toward my potential. And somebody going to say, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to tell nobody. <laughs> but I couldn't keep it to myself. I trust and believe that something has been said to encourage your heart. To bring you closer to the realization of who you are in Christ. And that as we move forward in this week, and as you recognize that you have worth, and as we look, listen to the song of the New Dimension Choir, and they're singing, I said, I wasn't going to tell nobody.
Amen. I said I wasn't going to tell nobody. The potential that God has placed within us. You said you were going to tell it, but you cannot keep it to yourself. Because God has been good to all of us. And he has brought us to this point in our lives that someone see the mercy and grace that God has bestowed upon all of us. And if you don't tell it, somebody else will tell your story. I'm so glad that God has been so good to us that you can tell somebody what God has done for you. And you don't have and people don't have to get secondhand information. They get it from the, the like the old folks say from the horse's mouth. That if it had not been for the Lord <laughs> on my side, where would I be? Oh, that, that's a testimony right now. And in order to have a testimony, you got to go through a test. Oh, yeah, you got to go through some things. Uh, but God has put up that potential in us. Uh, and there's more in you than what's around you. Let us go to the throne of grace. God, our Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you yet for this day. Oh, God, we continue to pray for our bereaved families. We pray for those that are, that are going through circumstances that they do not understand. And, and God, we even pray for those folk who have placed themselves in circumstances and, and they wonder how they got in there. But God, we know that you are a deliverer and that you are able to make ways out of no ways, that you are able to open doors, you are able to close doors. And, and God, we tell you, thank you right now that we see our potential and we're going to tap into our potential and we realize that God we have worth uh, because you said that we are valuable and since you said we are valuable regardless of what anyone else says um, whose report are we going to believe? Uh, we are going to believe the report of the Lord. Uh, and God, just touch us as we continue to go through this week. God, protect us. Uh, and as we go through, and Father God, we ask uh, that you protect these individuals who have now came to lead this country. Build a fence, a shield around them uh, that no hurt, harm, or danger shall come upon them. And God, we ask that you heal this country because the only way that we can be healed is, God, that through your word uh, and through your love and through your mercy and your grace. Father God, we ask that you heal. Uh, and God, let us be the instrument uh, of your healing um, that whatever we can do to, to bring about a change in someone else's life, uh, but God, God, let us be that change. And Father God, we thank you for what we have experienced. We thank you for what we have experienced this week. And God, we even thank you as the weeks go on that your work shall be done and that we will be the recipients of your grace and your mercy. Protect and guide us. And God, we ask that you bless each and every household that's represented and whatever situation we find ourselves in, God, we know that you will make the way for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Again, I trust and believe that we have did what God called us to do. And as we move forward in this week, let us show, tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord and let us share our testimony. Because a lot of people would not come to Christ unless we share what God has done for us. So if all hearts and minds are clear, until we meet again, until we see one another's smiling face, our benediction, God, you saw it fit for us to gather in this way to worship you. It's not because we're perfect people, but because you are an awesome God and worthy to be worshipped. Thank you for making us worthy to stand before you to worship you through your son, Jesus the Christ. Lord, as we close this worship experience, may our worship be acceptable before you today. Thank you for the time that we have shared. May we continue in your word and use it for your glory. In Jesus' name, we believe and give this benediction. And the church of the living God said, Amen. Amen. amen, amen. And amen. amen. Until... We meet again. Amen. God be with you.